Okay, praise the Lord. My screen went blank. Here we go. All right, here we go. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me let me bring this up first here before we start. In uh, oh, look look at this just a moment. <clears throat> Here's you know like like I always like I always tell you you know I mean if, if you look at your Bible you know just 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 look at it like you've just never seen it before. We use the phrases Genesis to Revelation, meaning what? Well, we're not so if you're going to talk about the Bible, obviously, but you hear well from Genesis to Revelation, beginning to end. It's a timeline, and we miss this sometimes because sometimes we don't realize. This is, we think this is the Bible is, it's a spiritual book or whatever. Well, you can get spiritual things out of it, but it's a history, but it's totally history. Wow. This one in Revelation is still history. Yeah, there's some things he says, but see, some people go, we're going to have a Bible study. You know what they do? They run out and go get a book on Revelation. They don't even read it. It's only 24 chapters. It goes so fast. It's so fast. And the first three chapters is history. From four on, John is talking about things that is going to happen in the future. But even the rest of this stuff, this is laid out history, 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 history. It just still goes all the way, history, history, all the way down to here's where the king starts showing up. But anyway, so let's pick up in uh, where we left off last time. And this is, uh, it's been 40 years, remember, after, um, after the children of Israel, they've got away from Pharaoh. They got out. They're free. Okay. <clears throat> you know, all the stuff we hear about today, the unleavened bread. Oh, the unleavened bread. Yeah. And the Passover. And they don't, and they, and they just assume because they've heard so much that well, it never really happened. It really, they didn't really cross the Red Sea. Oh man, you're just tearing away all your miracles, and you can't do that because it's the miracles is what the Lord said. He did it for a reason in Exodus chapter ten, so that you could tell these stories to your grandkids. But we've tried to be so politically correct and say, well, we got we got to help the Lord out because you know it's like Hollywood. When the Hollywood tries to tell us about the Lord, no, don't let Hollywood tell you about the Lord. Mercy, we can read it for ourselves. Okay, so here we are, Deuteronomy chapter one. Much to even my surprise, because I always heard, well, oh God, the Bible's so overwhelming. No, it's not. That's a trick to try to get you to not read it. If you'll read it, you'll figure it out. It's pretty easy. This book details right, like your English teacher. Start out with a sentence that makes sense. What we're doing records. Moses' address, the mythological story, <laughs> no mythological story, addressed to the people of Israel when they were camped in the valley of Arabah in the wilderness of Moab. They were basically just right across the street from Jericho. They were going to cross into the, the, the Jordan River in the Promised Land. The cities in that area included some more fables. No, they were real. Suf, Paran, Tophel, Laban, whatever they were. The speech was given on, look at that, Gettysburg Address, February 15th, Wow. Uh, 40 years after the people uh, of Israel left Mount Horeb. In other words, right after, you know, Ten Commandments comes down there and breaks them. Remember Moses was up there for 40 days and turned around and went right back up there again for 40 days again. Okay, so this speech is still going on, but it's so easy. Just it's so easy in your own personal life, you'll let this thing lull you to sleep and you just won't read. Janet was telling me just this morning when she was reading, she said she read 13 chapters or something. You, you know, if you get involved, you'll, you'll catch all this. It goes fast. Okay, so anyway, he's recapping everything. Now let's go right over here to uh, where we left off. We left off right here in the uh, in the twelfth chapter. Okay, and the last thing that we saw here was where he was basically he was saying, you know, these other nations. See, they're fixing to go to the promised land. They're not there yet. When they go in the promised land, and he says, remember, he'd already told them, it's not because y'all are so great. He says, y'all are not. <laughs> He said, but you must not insult the Lord by doing what? Worshiping these other gods. Now, here's the bottom line. Here's what was going on. 
These nations have done horrible things that he hates, all in the name of their religion. They've even roasted their sons and daughters in front of their gods. Wow. Do you notice the Lord hates that? But see, sometimes today, look, we can get a takeaway from that. Well, you know, well, sad thing that this happened to that little kid and whatever. And a lot of times we think all these bad things happen to these little kids. Well, somehow the Lord, the Lord, the Lord wanted them, whatever. No, he's not interested in that. He's not. He loves these kids. He loves children. Think about the first commandment with promise. Richard, what would that be? <laughs> we need to know. It's on the courthouse. We got the Ten Commandments, different places. Even when uh, Trump did his speech the other day, did you notice in the, in the uh, congressional room above it, in God we trust. I mean, come on. Our nation is, is full of Jesus. It is. Okay, but anyway, back to this. The Ten Commandments, one of them was, honor your father and mother. Now, what did it say? Now, remember, it's a promise to my little kids, my, my little grandkids. Of course, I'm, I'm secretly going to pull a rug out from underneath it. Well, no, we're not. First commandment was promised is to love your, honor your father and mother so that it what? It may be well with you and you'll live long on the earth. Praise the Lord. Wow. What a promise. <clears throat> My goodness. You know, it's so easy to say, well, yeah, but I know somebody. Well, I know a bunch of people too. I know. But I'm going to stay with this because this is what he says. Now, look what he's telling what's going to happen. He said, these guys have roasted their sons and daughters in front of their gods. So in other words, God doesn't like it when things are going, well, obviously going down that path right there. He's not interested in death. Okay, here we go. So there wasn't a break for 45 minutes or an hour or a year. He's still talking. This is a speech still going on. We've been dragging it out for since Christmas. If there's a prophet among you or one who claims to foretell the future by dreams as if his predictions come true, and if his predictions come true, and he says, but come. Let's worship the gods of the other nations. Oh, no. Remember, it's like boyfriend, girlfriend. You don't like it when somebody else is texting your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You're like, oh, same thing. For the Lord's testing you to find out whether or not you really love him with all your heart, soul, heart and soul. You must never worship any god but Jehovah. Obey his commands, cling to him. And, you know, when you think about it, why would we ever? And, of course, thank God we're not, okay? The prophet who tries to lead you astray must be executed, for he has attempted to foment rebellion against the Lord who brought you out of slavery in the land of Egypt. Well, <laughs> the Lord, it never happened. That story, yes, it did, even 40 years later. And you know the nations in the promised land knew this too? I mean, they had email back then. They had internet. They knew when that, <laughs> I mean, they knew that stuff happened. You know the story. They knew. Remember, all Jericho was scared in their boots. When the two spies went in there to go check it out. And Rahab the harlot said, you know, everybody's afraid of y'all. Everybody's hurt. Because <clears throat> they've already, just prior to this, they've already wiped out three kings on that side of the Jordan River. One was a giant. Okay. His bed's in a museum. Remember? It's recorded right here. By executing him, you'll clear out the evil among you. If your nearest relative or closest friend or even a brother or son or daughter or beloved wife whispers you and says, come, let's worship these other gods. It's okay. You don't care. Dustin has a girlfriend. He didn't care if his girlfriend's texting some other man. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you do. Thought it was your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever. So we understand this. Don't consent or listen to him. Now remember what was behind worshiping those other gods. You're going to eventually, you're going to eventually throw your kids to the fire. You know, Jesus did say this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man comes into the Father but by me. And it's so amazing in Hollywood. They try to group everything together. And we just say, well, we're just going to say God here. Shoot, we're just going to stay with the scriptures. Okay. Don't consent. Don't listen to him. Don't have any pity. Don't even spare that person from the penalty. Don't conceal his horrible suggestion. Execute him. Your own hand 
shall be the first person to put him to death and all the hands of the people. Stone him to death because he's tried to draw you away from the Lord your God. Now we understand. Now this, is, this, this is the speech that was taking place back then, okay? It's in your Bible. Eventually you've got to read it. Okay. Who brought you out of the land of the place of slavery? Then all Israel will hear about the evil deed and fear such wickedness uh, as uh, fear such wickedness as this among you. If you ever hear about one of these cities of Israel that some worthless rabble have led their citizens astray and suggest that they worship foreign gods, check the facts first and see if this is true. All right, if it is and that certain horrible thing is happening among you uh, in one of the cities the Lord has given you, then you must without fail declare war against that city or utterly destroy its inhabitants and even all the cattle. Now, sometimes we start we start feeling sorry. Well, I'm feeling sorry for the promised land. I'm feeling sorry. I mean, I, mean, I can't believe it. God goes over and takes the children. Oh, these people have lives too. You, we, did you remember? These people were throwing their kids to the fire, okay? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, let's get your kid, throw him to the fire. I mean, no, it's not okay. Okay, so you can see what's behind all this. He said, afterwards, you must pile the booty in the middle of the street and burn it, and then put the entire city to the torch as a burnt offering to Jehovah your God. That city will forever remain lifeless, okay, uh, and uh, may never be rebuilt. Keep none of the booty, the Lord, uh, for the Lord will turn from his fierce anger and his mercy and have compassion on you and will make you a great nation just as he's promised your, your ancestors. Now, if you'll notice here, he mentioned back up here, Oh, one of the cities that the Lord, look at that, right, says, one of the cities the Lord has given you. See, remember, we just got through reading in Numbers that when you go in the promised land, you're going to enter into these homes you didn't build, these crops you didn't plant, all these great things the Lord's going to give you. It's just, you're just, he's going to give it to you, okay? It's just going to be yours. See, all these, all these blessings are ours today. All right, anyway, notice he says here, wraps it up here. They really wrap it up, but still, they're, they're just, it's just chopped up for our study. Of course, the Lord your God will be merciful only if you are obedient to him and to his commandments that I'm giving you this day. And if you've been doing that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Now, what was the takeaway from this? He said, don't go after other gods. Do you think for a moment that if we decide, well, I put my hand to the plow, but now I'm going to change my, change my mind. No, Jesus said, you're not worthy of the kingdom of God when you do that. I mean, it's Jesus only. It's not like, well, we can switch around. No, let me show you again. Let's go to the New Testament just a moment. So we can understand this is, this is pretty serious stuff. Look at, uh, let's see, let's go to 10. Do, do, do. Let me switch this to the King James just a moment so I can follow our man. Okay. Oh, 10th chapter, here we go. Okay, so let me jump in this a little bit. Uh, let's see. This is almost like a preacher's point. Just people hear this more than they hear anything else, and they go, "Oh my gosh! Oh no!" You know, I didn't go to church, so therefore he's talking about me. No, let's back up here a little bit. He says, "Hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering." Well, I could be flexible. No, it's Jesus only is what he's saying. Okay, for he's faithful that promised. And let us consider to provoke one another to love and good works. Now, notice this: not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And we think, "Well, I miss church." Or, "Oh gosh," you know, whatever. No, look at the forsaken here. And let's see if it matches over there what we just read. It's okay. I mean, I'm just going to roast one of my kids. I'm going to have 10 kids. One, I mean, let's share a little of this wealth. I want to worship the gods of the Moabites. They're pretty cool. I like their outfits, you know. What? Don't insult the Lord. Why would I want to do that? He's given you everything you could ever imagine. Okay. If we sin willfully, well, now who said we sin? Well, let's, let's see if what it is. 
after having received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. Now, since when does Jesus stop forgiving you your sins? Well, let's keep reading. That's why reading uh, in context is what puts you over here. But a certain fearful-looking judgment and fiery indignation, wow, same thing we hear, that devours the adversaries. Look at this. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Well, that's what we just read. Burn the whole city. How much sore punishment suppose you shall be thought worthy who hath not gone to church? See, that's where we've blown it. It didn't say not gone to church. Look what this guy did. He went after another God. At one point he said, you know, Jesus is, he's all right. And then he changed his mind. Not because he sassed his mama, because he decided Jesus is really probably not the way and the truth and the life. There's probably other things. I need to be open. I need to see if there's something else out there. Uh Uh-oh. Look at this. How much sore punishment suppose you shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God? Now, that's some pretty definite stuff. It's not like, well, I raised my voice. Oh, no. He decided, Jesus, somebody just made you up. You're not really real. That's serious. What else? Counted the blood... You know, are you washed in the blood? And then we go around and say, well, it's just a fable. He never really died. Well, see, that's serious. The Bible says that if we, that, uh, oh, you know, that if we believe that Jesus rose, raised from the dead, we're saved. That's pretty serious. You make a decision that, look, I have decided to follow Jesus. But then if you'd said, I've decided. I don't want Jesus anymore. It's not a matter of you missed church a few times or something like that. Look at this. That's the reason everybody in this room, we ain't guilty of this. Look at this. He's counted the blood of the covenant. Calculate. What? Counted where was he was sanctified? That's ah, no better than anybody else's blood. Oh, brother, are you sure? An unholy thing. And look at this. And done despite to the... In other words, just like Jesus said. You, you know, Jesus actually said this. You can say nasty things about me all you want to. And you'll be forgiven. But he said, you say nasty things about the Holy Spirit, you're toast. They say, well, what's all that about? Well, how do you know if it's Jesus? The Holy Spirit, basically, in general, is the whole plan. It's the plan of your salvation. I mean, a lot of people go, well, Jesus. (laughs) And you can say what you want to. Just like Peter did. He denied the Lord that night. I don't know him. Oh, no. He said it three times. No, I don't know. Then he cussed the third time. Why? Blankety blank blank. I don't know him. Before you knew it. He and Jesus were together. Matter of fact, that same night, the Lord said, you're going to deny me three times, but don't worry about it. He told him he was. Remember, in the third time he denied him, the, the Luke's account, they were so close, uh, the cock crowed. Peter glanced at Jesus at the time. Of course, Jesus is getting the pulp beat out of him. And Jesus looks at Peter, and he wasn't like, well, I told you. No, he loved him. He had compassion on him. And the Bible says Peter ran out of there crying. Man. But three days later, <laughs> you know what happened, praise the Lord. Jesus resurrected. So you don't think the Lord would be ticked off if you decided he's not for you anymore? Man. Oh, anyway, so he goes on right here and he says this. For we know that he says, vengeance belongs to me. I will recompense, says the Lord. The Lord will judge his people. It's a fearful thing. Look at that. To fall in the hands of several gods. No, there ain't but one. There's only one, praise the Lord. So all of this is crying out. So now let's go back to this just a second. Now remember, nobody knew. The whole, remember when Moses went to the children of Israel, well, actually he heard, he was talking to God first. He didn't want to go. 
let my people go. Moses says, oh, God, send somebody else, not me. And then he says, well, Moses tells the Lord, look, when I go tell the people, they're going to say, which God? See, everybody wasn't in church. Everybody wasn't Baptist. They didn't know. And Moses says, they're going to say, what God? And, and God says, you tell them the sovereign God. Now, here we go. Let's go back to this a second. And what's oh, up? really fantastic. I'm trying to get to it real quick. Watch this. Okay. That's the reason this is history. So we look at this as history, and then you can pull away what you can. All right, let's go back to Deuteronomy here. And we just read that, look, if a prophet ever shows up, and boy, he says, hey, let's worship these other gods. It's okay, man. It's cool, man. Let's... <laughs> no, it's not cool. You know, he's only going to be merciful if you've stuck with him. Now, remember what he was saying, the fierce anger comes from not making a mistake because you had to sacrifice every day for your daily mistakes. Your big mistake was, I don't want you anymore. That's a big one. All right, now, I want to flash forward because this is historic right here. It's a complete timeline. You'll find it out for yourself, and that's the reason the Bible's laid out this way. We are right here. It's been 40 years since Pharaoh, okay? Go in the promised land, it's about 50 years, 50 more years. You go at the end of Joshua, they've taken over the promised land. So here we go. I want you to see something in Joshua. Get to it real quick. Notice what Joshua is saying. He knows they're going to worship idols. Remember, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is that chapter. Watch this. He called everybody together. He said, he gave them a little history lesson. Your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, Nahor, lived east of the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. Because that was true before Abraham came along. Because God called Abraham and said, look... Follow me and I'll... I'll. And so this is historic right out of Genesis. You'd see this in, in the 11th and 12th chapters. Actually the, actually, the 11th chapter of Genesis right here. But I took your father Abraham across the river, led him into the land of Canaan, gave him many descendants through Isaac his son. Isaac's sons whom I gave were Jacob and Esau. Esau I gave the area of Mount Seir and Jacob. Uh, and anyway, all these parts. So it's a little history right there. All right, then remember here, he's recapping. Now this is Joshua. Now who's Joshua? He was a sidekick to Moses. He was with Moses the whole time. And then when Moses died, Joshua led him in the promised land. Moses didn't lead him in the promised land. Moses couldn't go. He tried. He said, Lord, let me in there. You're not going. You're not going. All right. I sent Moses and Aaron to bring terrible plagues. You mean terrible famine. I mean, you mean terrible fables. No, it happened. And he brought them out as free men. Now look at this. Oh, but this is a fable. It's not a fable. It happened. When they arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased after them in the chariots. Israel cried out to me, but I put darkness between me and the Egyptians. You can read the story. The cloud went behind them. Okay. And I brought the sea crashing in on the Egyptians. But don't forget, it's a fable. It never happened. It did happen. We don't need to be celebrating Passover or the unleavened bread and all that stuff because all this is fables. No, it did happen. Look at that. You saw what I did. That, it, that then Israel lived in the wilderness for many years. That's because they blew it. Okay, but anyway, let me speed ahead a little bit. Just he, He's telling the whole story, just like the recap we just said. Uh, he says, but if you're unwilling to obey the Lord, then decide today whom you will obey. Will it be the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites here in the land? But as for me and my house, this is where it is, this is the Living Bible, we're going to serve the Lord. Oh, they said, oh, no, 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 we would never Worship other gods. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so, but that's not what happened. For the Lord our God is the one who rescued us, uh, rescued our fathers from slavery in Egypt. He did it. Uh, he's the one who did the mighty miracles before the eyes of Israel as we traveled through the wilderness. Okay. And preserved us from our enemies as we passed through their land, which was a miracle. Oh, wow. This is a, on a time frame of constant help. It's constant help. Daily help. Okay. 
Anyway, they said, no, 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 we're going to serve the Lord. Anyway, they make a little covenant here. Now, I'm going to speed ahead. Now, if you go from there immediately, look at this. This is why it's historic. After Joshua died. Okay, the next book. Hey, it is historic. See, you don't wait forever to read these things. The nation of Israel went to the Lord to receive his instructions. Which tribe should go conquer whatever? And they did fine. But guess what? It went down fast. Here's what happened. Chapter 2. One day the angel of the Lord arrived at Bochum from Gilgal. Announced to the people, I brought you out of Egypt into the land. I promised your ancestors. I mean, excuse me, angel. It never happened. <laughs> it did happen. The Bible thinks it did. And I said I would never break my covenant with you. If, 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 if. On your part, you would make no peace treaties with the people on, on the other side. I told you to destroy their heathen altars. Why have you not obeyed? Uh-oh, remember they're in trouble. Now since you've broken the contract, now let's don't think about us breaking any contract because we haven't. We love the Lord. Look at this. I'll no longer promise to destroy the nations living in your land. Look at the, no wonder the Bible says we're more than conquerors. <clears throat> and no wonder Psalm 1 says everything you put your hand to prospers. Okay. Rather, they're going to be thorns in your sides and their gods are going to be a constant temptation to you. The people broke down into tears as the fable was going on. I mean, I mean, excuse me, as the angel was speaking. So the name of that place, here we are. You don't name things after something if it never happened because you're just incriminating yourself. They named the place Bochum, which means the place where the people wept. Boy, and they offered sacrifices to the Lord. Now, remember, we're the book of Judges. And Joshua just said, do you promise you're going to serve the Lord so help you? The Lord, you know, they go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't last 10 seconds. Okay, went down fast. Same thing with the kings. Good king, bad king. Good king, bad king. And all of a sudden, finally, a great king, of course, is Jesus, took care of it all for us. But just watch what happens here. All right, here we go. So, anyway, they broke down in tears. Now, notice this. A uh, little bit of, uh, I want to see a little point right here. Oh, yeah, finally, this is Joshua and his, and his guys, the older guys. When, that, all that inter, inter, when all that generation died, the next generation did not worship jo, Jehovah as their God. Look at that. They did not care about the mighty miracles he had done for Israel. Wow. They did many things that the Lord God expressly forbidden, including, here's what they were doing, worshiping these other gods. They abandoned Jehovah. The Lord loved and worshiped their ancestors, who, uh, the God who had brought them out of Egypt. Instead, they were worshiping and bowing low before these idols and neighboring nations. So the anger of the Lord, well, there it went. It come out against them. Anyway, they were worshiping Baal. That meant throwing your kids to the fire and other crappy things. Okay. So now, this time when they went out to battle, they were losing. So it's not like we win some, lose some. We're supposed to be winning all the time. You just you love Jesus, you're fine. Take care of you. Anyway, watch this. And that's for us today. But see, we've bought off on this. Well, sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, you got to, the Bible's just sort of a, it's just sort of, it's sort of a little bit of a guy. We don't, we do read the Bible. The, the Bible will work for you. Otherwise, you have to throw away the whole book of Psalms. The whole book of Psalms is, I mean, Psalm 91 will blow you out of the water. I mean, are you kidding? Long life will I give him and show him my salvation. You know, Wow. Psalm 23, if we, if we just act like we never read it before, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Excuse me, let me finish my Logan steak here before I wipe you out. We don't believe that. We think, oh, God, I don't understand. Why, why did it go so, why, why did have a car wreck this week? Why? whole time the book of Psalms will be saying, shield, 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 shield. Ah, it's just a myth. It's, it's a heavenly shield. Oh, really? So when I accept Jesus and I know I'm going to heaven, there's a shield somehow? I'm going to heaven anyway. That's, Jesus took care of that. The shield, if you read the stories, it's because you got problems down here. Okay. All right. So anyway, 
They tried to go out against the enemy, but the Lord blocked their path. He warned them about this. Moses told them about this. He said, man, if, if you, you think you're going to worship other gods and let me be your helper, you can forget it. All right, anyway, but the people were in a terrible plight. Okay, so anyway, and the Lord, here's where it is. The Lord raised up judges, look at that, to save them. Now, I want to jump ahead to Dustin's dog, okay? You pass Gideon. Here's Gideon right here. I say Dustin's dog, but it is. Watch this. Fantastic stuff here. Okay, watch this. Here we go. So here we are. These people, once again, see, they would get good. One judge would be the Jeff that was just, just here. He was, Jephthah's mama was a whore. <gasps> What's so funny is, if you go read the story, uh, Jephthah's mama, even Jephthah knew the Bible. And that's the reason, well, watch. Golly, Bob, it's so, it's so fa fantastic stories. Don't talk yourself out of reading the Bible. Look at this. Jephthah was a great warrior. And if you read a little further, you'll find out why. He just simply, he, he, he head off with a king here in a little bit, just in 10 verses below here. And the, the king of Ammonite said, this is our land and we want it back. And, Jephthah, and you stole it from us. And Jephthah goes, let me tell you about this. See, he'd been reading the speech. He knew. He says, nope. Israel came here 300 years ago and we took your land because God, got, and he rehearsed the whole thing. What does that tell you? He'd been meditating in the Word of God. Not listening to nobody else. I'm going to listen to Jesus only. And it causes you to prosper. But we got so many voices. I'll just Google my Christian life. Oh, you're not going to find it. Oh, God, don't do that. Read the Bible. Believe the Bible. Watch this. Jephthah was a great warrior in the land of Gilead, but his mother was a prostitute. So instantly, God writes him off, and there's nothing to do anymore. No! Look what happened here. Maybe we won't get to Samson. Watch this. His father, whose name was Gilead, had several other sons by his legitimate wife. And when his half-brothers grew up, they chased this guy out. You know, just because somebody, it looked this, you son of a whore. Just because somebody's a whore and, and they have a child doesn't mean they don't have a relationship with Jesus. This mother must have told this kid, I'm telling you, we got thousands of pastors and their daughters have had sex and had kids before marriage. And we've kicked them all out. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And those mamas are great mamas, and those kids are great kids. If they do this. But what we do today, I, just, I have friends that have done this in Huntsville. They get up behind their holy, holy. Now you get it, stand up there, and you tell them what you did, and you always, and you promise that you will never hold a Sunday school class. I did this in 1972, had premarital sex, and I want everybody to know that I'm, I've learned a lot from this. And I will never teach a Sunday school class. And everybody goes, oh, oh, stupid, stupid. We're to tell the story, the bridge is out. You don't care if it's a black man, white man, Muslim, or whoever it is. Thank God somebody told me the bridge was out. It's not me that gets anybody to heaven. It's Jesus who died. All right, back to this. You son of a whore. Oh, that boy, they were, yeah, get you out of here. Well, they did. So Jephthah fled from his father's home and arrived in the land of Tob. Soon he had quite a band of malcontents as his followers, off, living off the land as bandits. Now what's all that? Remember, the Canaanites were, took over. It wasn't Israelites, and these were not outcasts. They were outcasts to the Canaanites. Remember, the Canaanites were like, hey, let's take this Israelite, let's hang him up in a tree. Let's do the old KKK thing to him. All right, so anyway, so here, remember this is Jephthah, okay? All right, so anyways, about this time that the Ammonites began war against Israel. Now, remember what's going to happen to Israel. They're going to lose. 
the leaders of Gilead sent for Jephthah, begging him to come and lead their army against the Ammonites. Now let's see if we can figure out why Jephthah was asked. Oh, the Lord just, he just spun around and he goes, boom, Jephthah. No, it's because you've been reading your Bible and you said Jesus only and you're not going to read anything else. Jephthah said, why do you come to me when you hate me? You've driven me out of my father's house. Why come to me now when you're in trouble? See, he knew. He was playing off of him. He said, yeah, what are you doing this for? Well, we need you, they replied. Be our commander in chief against the Ammonites. We'll make you the king of Gilead. Sure, Jephthah exclaimed. Do you expect me to believe that? We swear. Back then, swearing meant something. But anyway, we promised with a solemn oath. Okay, Jephthah accepted the commission. It was made commander-in-chief. Now, can you imagine, Phil, you know, all of a sudden in this room, it looked like he just got kicked out. And all of a sudden, you're the king of, you're the king of Israel. Where have we heard that before? Joseph. Wow. Many stories. Even Jacob. Jacob had to run from his brother Esau, and he thought, oh, no. And he's on his way to his, brother, his, his uncle's house, never been there before. And he has a dream that Jacob's ladder experience scared him. He woke up and says, I woke up in God's house. And he promises, Lord, if you promise to do what you just said you'll do, then I'll give you 10% of everything you give me. That's in there, okay? It's like Exodus chapter 28. <clears throat> Great story. Great story. And then that's what happened. Jacob was so blessed financially. You know, like Melody's friend. Uh, what's your name again? Abby, yeah, that's right. She told me Abby was going. Uh, it, it's like, my gosh, how am I going to manage all this stuff? Praise the Lord. Well, you help you with that too. Watch this. So anyway, he accepted the commission. The contract was ratified. These are a bunch of bozos. They live in the dark. No! Boy, they, man, they were serious. And they lived in the, before the Lord in Mizpah, a grand a general assembly of all the people. Jephthah sent messengers to the king of Ammon. Boy, he's ready. He says, okay. He called that big shot. Demanded to know why Israel was being attacked. Look what Ammon says. Now, remember, think if you can figure out if, if whether or not Jephthah was in Sunday school, which we mean, you know, reading the Bible. Okay? The king of Ammon replied and said, hey, that land belongs to the people of Ammon. It's been stolen from them, he said. When the Israel, Israelis came from, well, wait a minute, that never happened. It did happen, okay? Even this king knew it happened. The whole territory from the Arnon River, the Jabbok and the Jordan was his, he claimed. Give us back our land peacefully. Well, look what this son of a whore said. He don't know nothing. Well, why is he king already? And why was he a great warrior? Okay? That's the reason David and his mighty men got away with so much. It was the strength of the Lord. Joshua even said, one of you can put a thousand to flight. What happened was this. This is what, Jason, this is what Jephthah said. When the people of Israel arrived at Kadesh on their journey from Egypt after crossing the Red Sea. Now, you son of a whore. Where'd you get this from? See, they treated Jesus this way too. How does Jesus know all these things, having never learned? <clears throat> they sent a message to the king of Edom asking permission to pass through his land. Their petition was denied. They asked the king of Moab for a similar permission. and uh, It was the same story there. This is in the Gettysburg Address story. Jephthah had been reading. His mama probably was reading in bedtime stories, just like we should have been doing. Okay. Finally, they went around Edom and Moab through the wilderness. See, he's given them a history lesson. They traveled along the eastern border until they arrived beyond the boundary of Moab on the Arnon River, uh, but they never once crossed into Moab. The, uh, Israel sent messengers to King Sahan. There's that king, the giant, 
who lived in Heshbon and asked permission to cross through his land. He said, no. Okay, he came out to attack him, but Israel wiped him out. King Sahan didn't trust Israel, so he mobilized his army at Jahaz and attacked them. Now, wait a minute. This is a son of a whore reciting all this. Yeah, that's why he's king. and Yeah, that's why he's being blessed so greatly. But the Lord helped him defend the king of Sihon and all your people. So Israel took over your land and from the Arnon River and the Jabbok and from the wilderness of the Jordan. So you see, it was the Lord of Israel who took away the land from the Amorites and gave it to Israel. Some people say, no, nah, the author was just writing and blowing up stuff right here. Well, watch this next statement. Why then should we give it back to you? You keep whatever your God, Komesh, gives you, and we'll keep whatever Jehovah our God gives us. And besides, just who do you think, here it is, who do you think you are? Are you better than King Balak, the king of Moab? Did he try to recover his land after Israel defeated him? No, of course not, but look at this. But now, after 300 years, you make an issue of this? Boy, this Jephthah guy, he knew what had been going on. He knew it was that. He knew all of the stories prior to that. Israel's been living here a long time, spread along the land of Heshbon to Aor and along the Arnon River. Why have you made no effort to recover it now? No, I have not sinned against you. Rather, you've wronged me. Boy, he's fixing to wipe them out here by coming to war against me. But Jehovah, the judge, will soon show which one of us is right, Israel or Ammon. But the king of Ammon paid no attention to Jephthah's. Look at that. It was Jephthah's message. It was not inserted by some author. Jephthah knew that. Oh, here goes. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Oh, I just wish I had the Spirit of the Lord. You do. Acts chapter 2 tells us we do. Jesus even said in Luke chapter 11, He said, asking to be given to you. He said, asking for the Spirit to give it to you. All right, anyway. At that time, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jephthah and he led his army across the land of Gilead and Manasseh past Mizpah, these fake believe places. No, they weren't. Okay. Meanwhile, Jephthah had vowed to the Lord if he would help Israel conquer the Ammonites, when he returned home, the first person coming out of his house to meet him would be sacrificed as a burnt offering to the Lord. Where did he get that one from? Well, he picked that up. That wasn't right. He picked that up on his own. He didn't need to do that, but he did. The Lord was going to give it to him anyway. Everybody's running around saying, if you do this for me, I'll do certain things. But anyway, the important thing is, is, well, we're about done with this. Watch this. So Jephthah, here it is. Jephthah led his army against the Ammonites. The Lord already promised he was going to wipe them out. Man, he, oh, the Lord gave him the victory. Destroyed the Ammonites. A terrible slaughter all the way from this place. 20 cities as far as the vineyard meadow. Thus the Ammonites were subdued before the people of Israel. Unfortunately, Jephthah, when he returned home. See, you may have heard Jephthah's foolish vow. This is where it comes from. And also you're going to find a trigger point down here at the bottom. It'd be like, that had to have happened. Yeah, of course it happened. When he returned home, his only child ran out to meet him. Let me help you out here. She's a teenager, okay? She came out to meet him playing a tambourine, dancing with joy. When he saw her, he tore, tore his clothes in anguish. Oh, man. Alas, my daughter, he cried. You have br- brought me to dust. For I made a vow to the Lord. I can't take it back. She said, Father. Now, notice this. He is a son. Grandma the whore. Grandma the whore. Look what she says. She's granddaughter. She knows about the Lord. Look what she says. You did what? I'm going to have to die. No, look what she says. Father, you must do whatever you promise the Lord. Now, it's unfortunate. And they could have got out of this. The book of Numbers, uh, it's Leviticus. If you made a vow, you could get out of it. You could go before the priest. And the priest would say, well, what was it? And you could get out of it. I'm reminded about, I mean, we just choke over marriage vows. Oh, is it marriage vow before the Lord? Oh, 
law. And then we think that, well, we kick them out because they're divorced. They broke that vow. There's always forgiveness. Always. But now Jephthah, he really believed that he had to do this. And of course his daughter did too. Father, you've got to do whatever you promise the Lord for he's given you great victory over your enemies. Remember the Lord, Moses told him he would have done this anyway. Joshua knew they would have done this anyway. But anyway, we'll follow what happened here. Okay, watch this. But first let me go to the hills and roam with my girlfriends for two months, weeping because I'll never marry. He said, go. And so she bewailed with her fate with her friends for two months. Then she returned to her father who did as he vowed, uh, for she was never married. And after that, it became a custom. A custom? Well, let's make a custom about a fable. How's that? It never happened. But let's make it. Let's put it on the calendar. And it'll be fable on February. Fable of the what? And the young girls went away for four days each year uh, to lament the fate of Jephthah's daughter. Boy, that hit the calendar. Wow. But let's back up and let's just forget that part, even though that did happen. And let's just find out what happened up here. Remember the Lord said he'll decide between the Ammonites and where was that at? Oh, we need to stop. Yeah, look at that. But the Jehovah, the judge, will soon show us which one is right, Israel or Ammon. He's going to defeat your enemies because of his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And what we carry today, the same promise to Jesus. He's going to take care of you. He will. All we got to do is do what? We're going to serve the Lord, just like Jephthah had done. Jephthah said, well, why'd you kick me out? Yeah, you want me to be king? Yeah, right. Why do you want me? <laughs> well, they figured out the Lord was with Jephthah, and he's with you, you and I today. And we'll pick up Samson's the next story. You want to read it when you get home? The next, well, actually, there's another piece to Jephthah right after this, and it goes on and everything. Well, let's just catch this little piece. I want you to see this. See, as long as Jephthah was there, everything was great. Watch this. We got to stop. Watch this. Anyway, this is more about Jephthah here. Let's see. Jephthah, Jephthah, Jephthah. Yeah, there it is. Jephthah was, he judged for six years. And after that, he was buried, whatever. Okay, and then he had 30 sons. Let's see. And they, everything was pretty good till then. Anyway, after that, it's going to go downhill again. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> that's what happened in the book of Judges. Fairy tales miss no one. And you know, when you get to the end of Judges, guess what? The next book after Judges is Ruth. Ruth is a very short book. Takes you 20 minutes to read. This is a totally history lesson right there. It's just a story. And that woman is in the genealogy of Jesus. Right? And after that woman is also great-grandmother of who? King David. And the next book is David. He's the first, well, he's the second of the kings. And that's, that's why it's a history line all the way to the book of Psalms. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. We know, praise the Lord, like Jephthah. We're just going to dwell. We're going to read your word. Hallelujah. We're sticking with you only. You'll take care of the rest. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good today in our bodies, well, praise the Lord, you'll take care of that. If we're not doing good financially, you'll take care of that. And if it's some other problem that we didn't even mention, you'll take care of that no matter what it is. And so that doesn't leave anything left. But for us to tell others what great things you've done for us as we tell them about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, okay. <clears throat>